Good morning and welcome to your business and digital. Super excited about today's show. We have an amazing guest with us. Good morning, Eric. How are you? Thanks for joining oh, us. Doing great. <laughs> thrilled to join. Thrilled to be here. Awesome. 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 Rest of the team, how are you guys doing this morning? I'm glad. Look, we, we got another man. We missed Michael for this today, but hey, we, we, we've got another man to balance us out on this show today, don't we? That's so inappropriate. I love it. That's, Let's how, we, that's how we roll. That's how we roll. <laughs> Good morning, good morning, and welcome to your business in digital. This is the show where we talk to you about how to really translate your business to digital. We get that it's daunting, right? There are a lot of things that are happening out there, but this is what we talk about on this show. We bring together sales, finance, marketing, operations. And of course, today we're bringing in our favorite guests uh, for SEO to really talk to small businesses that are looking to scale their businesses, CMOs, marketing directors that are looking to outsource for digital marketing, and for CFOs who are simply like, you know, we keep signing off on these dotted lines. Lines, but we want to understand more about digital, how to get that ROI, and how to really make those businesses grow. This show is for you guys. We help you get to that place from likes and follows all the way to money in the bank through digital, digital marketing, all the activities that you're doing, because we understand that you're spending a lot of money on it and you need to see that return on investment. So always excited to be here and do this show. Of course, we're going to go into our recap from Monday. I'm going to bring Michelle to the stage because Michelle last week was, um, not even last week, it was Monday. Monday, Monday, the recap, the show was awesome, awesome. So let's jump in and talk a little bit about that and what we talked about on Monday and give our quick recap. Yeah, we, we do our seven, you know, our seven at seven uh, that we do here. And this week was talking about moving our prospects through to customers and converting them. And so, so we first started with defining our target audience. We know that that is one of the key things that we need to do first before we walk into anything. Who are our people and that we want to talk to? And then putting some stake in, in this and defining what our qualification criteria is for the people that we want to invite into our world and to service and to, to assist. The third component is, yes, again, a system is needed. What is your system for lead qualification process, including some automation so that you can become efficient? Remember, we're talking about scaling our businesses and moving our businesses forward. In order to do that, we need to up our game a bit. And instead of having just simple forms and doing things by hand, we need a system to make that happen. Uh, in fourth piece, we're bringing the human component back into the space where we're going to nurture our leads. We know our community is really important and that interaction and engagement is going to be key in order for us to bring people in, get them to know, like, and trust us and move them farther along in our customer journey process. Uh, back to numbers. Number five is utilizing our lead tracking and analytics to always do our pulse check, understand that where we're starting from is the right place as we're moving down the customer journey, understanding any triggers, any changes in that, that, that uh, component, understanding what that is and being able to be fluid and change as needed based upon where our tracking and analytics place us. Six is establishing that communication channel, meeting our clients where they are because their entry into our world is not a linear place. And finally, make sure that we do pulse checks to test our clients along the way and ensure that they're really ready to make that next move because it does require a bit of transparency, a lot of vulnerability for them to move into our space for us to help them to move their business forward to that next space. So. Oh, great recap! I think the show on um, the show on Monday was really good, especially when we were, you know, before that. You, Andrea, and I were talking a little bit about when people are moving through that funnel and when they don't get to the end, and what are the things that are happening in that lead qualification? So, so, so important because when you have the right person coming down the journey, it becomes the ideal client, and the business is just better all around. Right? We. Do do not want everyone and then we always want to consider you know 
Michelle, you say this all the time, people disqualifying themselves. We need to allow in this process so for our clients to qualify themselves out of the process, disqualify themselves, and then for you to comfortably move them along and qualify them in. It is a two-way street, just as they are pulse-checking to make sure that they're good for our business. We are inviting them into our space. They come to us. We are bringing them into our world. And it's imperative that we really understand everybody's not our client. There are specific people that are great for our business that will help us to move our business forward and scale to the place that we want to scale up to and move and grow our business. It's okay to say no, no is a complete sentence. <laughs> right, isn't that true, Eric? It's so crazy because a lot of times we're thinking, sometimes businesses are thinking, hey, let's yes. take everyone in, but you gotta qualify and you gotta be able to say no. Yeah, so sometimes a business isn't a good fit for your business, you know, and I, I think a really good marketer knows when to say, like, this isn't in my my core, you know, competency in, in that regard, you know. Uh, Tamara and I, just a few minutes ago, we're having a conversation about a client that we are pondering, is it part of our core competency? <laughs> so, you know, and, and, and is it, are they a good fit, you know? And so I think, you know, like, I, I you know, when I first started my first agency, way back my first time I had my first agency was way back in 2006 actually and I remember back then uh you know I was, I was so desperate you know I, I had uh you know I was a young you know buck whatever and uh you know but I was having dry cleaners and as clients and it was just like you know like um, sushi restaurants and you know just just really kind of like really having the hustle and you know there's really no rhyme or reason you know to to the kind of clients but now it's like you know when i when i look at like who i want to work with it's like okay i know that I, like my skill set works really well with businesses of this size and this is because i need tool sets of this size in order to generate meaningful returns and so if a business doesn't fit within that box i i, I know it's not good fit for me i know who i can refer it to but you know i i think like when you're as a business when you're interviewing marketers it needs to be like you know like where like what businesses do you work best with and that's when we talk about like like success cases you know and, and and white papers and stuff like that you know it's always asking for for the, those examples so you if your business looks like it's one of those businesses where they've had tremendous success then you're with a good marketer you know you're with a good fit you know i'm It's really hard to follow that now. <laughs> I feel like it's really hard to follow that. But um, the part about the process that I, that I appreciate and I like, I feel like it, it allows for customers that, that qualifying themselves piece I like because it takes some pressure off of you too as well as the business owner to have to say that complete sentence that Michelle keeps referring to. You know, customers should be able through the process to see, one, how serious you are. How, what type of business you are you they should get a sense from from going through that lead qualification process it could be as simple as um the questions that you ask leading up to your consultation call they should be able to get a sense of oh okay well it's this type of business and it may not i don't think this is what i was expecting you know so and and they could probably bow themselves out right and and avoid you having to it and it takes a pressure off of you so i that for me that is the part of the process that um that i think is critical for business owners themselves to see whether i don't think i am ready sorry as the customer sorry to say i i don't think i'm ready for this level of person just yet but let me come back to them when i think that i am when i could meet the the, the criteria that's the part for me i um, love what you just said of just yet just yet, because there, there is a, a component of, of this journey when we're going through this, we mentioned last week and probably four or five other shows. So if you're listening now and you had not listened to the other shows, go back and listen. We have a, a number of them that uh, that will be relevant to you while they stand alone. You know, they do tie together, but sometimes they're not ready for your business now. And there's a maturation process to their business that will require them to bone up. And, and level up to to the place that you need to be where you can then lean in, grab their hand and then move them to their next phase as well. And we, that, that's a place that we have to be comfortable with. And when we're doing the qualification process, it helps us to reevaluate and to reconfirm what we want for our businesses as we are confirming they're the right fit for our, our, our business as well as a client. 
<laughs> All right, that's why last night did do me right. <laughs> All right, so great, great, great recap. But you know, we have some stuff that I have to do. <laughs> All right, great. So, guys, if you are watching the show, you have to share the show. You got to connect with us. You got to tell people about the show. Okay, so tell small businesses that are looking to scale their business and take it to the next level. Tell them about this show because this is going to be helpful for them. If you know a CMO, a marketing director, someone looking to outsource their marketing to really get a hold of what is happening. They understand some of the strategies out there, but they need stuff implemented. Definitely have them watch and listen to the show. If you know a CFO out there who's been just signing off on things and saying like, I don't get this digital thing, this is the show that they need to watch because we can really help them understand how to grow their business through digital, how to see the return on investment and really help them get to that place of measuring all that's necessary in digital to again, get to that money in the bank, right? Because that's what's important. So Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe. One of our goals is to get to a thousand subscribers by the end of the year uh, and really try to monetize YouTube. So subscribe and actually watch the videos. They're awesome. You will love them. They're all broken up in chapters for you. So it's very cool. You could skip around, check out these videos. If you are not on YouTube, that's all right. And you're hanging out on LinkedIn, go to LinkedIn, follow the page, your business in digital. We want you to check us out there as well. Um, and if you prefer podcasts, we are everywhere podcasts are found, right? So we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Amazon and we are on Google. We're in all the right places. Um, so the next thing I'm going to ask you to do is to, if you are doing digital marketing, if you have an online presence, if you have a website, if you're doing social media, whatever you're doing, I want you to take this quiz, right? It's important that you take this quiz because it helps you to test the effectiveness of your online presence. What does that mean? Are you driving revenue? Are you seeing the return on investment from all the efforts that you've put forth with your digital, your digital marketing, your digital infrastructure? This quiz is going to help you kind of get a little bit of a blueprint, help you understand where you are right now. Many businesses we talk to just don't understand their current state. And before you can really start doing additional activities, you need to understand that current state. Where do I stand? Do I have a strong online presence? Do I have a weak online presence? Do I have a medium online presence? Each one of those, there's an opportunity to grow and do something, right? No matter where you are. So take this quiz, test the effectiveness of your online presence. I like to say three times, take the quiz, take the quiz, take the quiz. <laughs> all right. So see guys, Michael would have been proud. I got all the homework out of the way. <laughs> and we'll, be able to, we'll be able to say that later. We did do right. And we did make sure we covered everything he's looking for. So we're good. <laughs> we are so good, right? So, all right. So all right, so we are, whew, how did this happen? Nia, what are you doing here this morning? I'm going to remove Nia from this <laughs> Nia's in production behind the scenes with us. Sometimes stuff happens. We're live. All right, so we're moving on to my next favorite, favorite segment, which is the hot topic segment. <laughs> right. Okay, so I, I touched the buttons entirely too much. So the hot topic. <laughs> segment. So Michelle, let's jump in and talk about it. What are we talking about today? Topics. Well, amazingly this, and it's so apropos that, that Eric is with us today, because this one is actually speaking to, in, in conjunction with what we did before, scaling up our business and with customer personalization. Uh, it was interesting uh, as we were pivoting from uh, the, the last show on Monday and I was doing my follow-up, I ran across an article from McKinsey that spoke about the importance of personalization and how it can make or break the client journey, delay or speed up that process pending the amount of time that we're spending on understanding our clients and where they fit in the client journey as they're, they're moving through. So uh, one of the things said is that when we are looking at this, that it can really improve our conversion rate if we understand why the whys behind everything for the client as well as for us and what that means to us. And in, in looking at that information for those, and I'm saying scale up, and you've noticed for our community that's listening, we keep saying that because that is where we are, where we're looking to take our clients at this place. But as we're looking at it, Andrea, you'll love this piece, Tamara, if you don't mind moving to the next slide, where we talk about that it can actually reduce your, your customer acquisition cost. Now, normally the sales girl and the pricing girl over here wouldn't mention that first. I'll talk, I would typically lean into that later, but I, 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 I it resonated quickly with me, this one piece, because it, it's saying, know who you are, know who your client are, cut down, cut 
in the chase of things and then capitalize and, and, and escalate what that is so that you can meet their need and meet it faster. So it's not speed dating, but it's saying, let's move the crazy out of the way and let's get to the heart and get to know me, know me, know me, so that we can move this business a bit further. And once you do that, Tamara, move to the next slide. What we, what we will find out from that point is that it is going to increase your sales. It is going to increase their loyalty to, to you and coming back to your business because you are anticipating their needs, you're understanding what's going on for them. You're speaking to them in advance, and that's going to help them to come back to you, buy from you, up buy, upsell from you, recommend you because you are speaking to them. And that's key. One of the things that we've said in prior shows is that one of the uh, COVID escalated the ability for us as a buying community to learn about so many other businesses that are selling like products that many, many businesses have. Therefore, the, the loyalty aspect is not as great because they're bouncing around learning about other products that they were never introduced to before and didn't have so much access to before. So understanding and personalizing the experience is imperative for the businesses to survive, not become extinct and to not just survive, but to improve and to grow. So if you move to the next slide, what does this mean for us as small businesses? There are a couple of points here that I thought was key for us to understand. And it is, again, use the data. We're back to data again. Identify your client's behavior, understand the propensities. What do they want and need? What pain are they in? What is the need that they have so that you can meet that? Now, anticipate that need and use details from your client personas when you build your target audience information so that you're able to understand what their triggers are and allow them to, again, take their hand, move them through this client journey process. Third piece is that content is great and you need it, but your timing needs to be excellent as well. What that means is delivering something when they need something. So if they're shopping, delivering something to them uh, that is a cross-sell that might be a good uh, companion to what they're seeking in a service or a product. Uh, if they've left something, the cart and, and as we spoke to on Monday, got a little distracted and didn't get to it, then that remarketing, send that text message to them with that item they left in the cart to as a reminder of, yes, it's available to you, don't forget it's there, and understanding that that's not two weeks from now necessarily, but within a, a shorter booking window that you've identified because you've read the data and understood the data, and you have a marketer like Eric around and, and Tamara around to help you to figure this out. And for the final two points, there's two more, if you don't mind, let's go back in. <laughs> I think there's two more. Uh, the other is just, you know, when we're delivering this, don't 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 be all crazy and spooky. Deliver value while you're retaining that trust. So we understand that you're going to follow me around. I've given you my information, but don't don't make it crazy and don't make me not trust you. Deliver value, and because they're giving this information to us, we now know what they need. So we're delivering something that's important to them that will make them want to pay attention to us, and. Most importantly, everything just does not happen here in the, in the, uh, on these interwebs. You do need to have an offline interaction, but make sure when you're doing that, that there's a seamless, there's, there's something, there's a through line from what you've, you've learned from them online. Take that offline and make sure that you, you pull that information together so that it makes sense and that, that it's not disparate information. So that is... <laughs> I need to give you some blooms. That was a good hot topic. <laughs> I love the idea of personalization. And I mean, the coffee just did it, right? So that picture I just had to, when I saw it, I was just like, that kind of makes sense, right? It connects all the dots because everyone loves their coffee different. Um, but I think you're so right. That personalization really helps you get to that place of better conversion, right? Building that loyalty. And then once we get that trust built, right? What do we do with it? I think is also an important piece. And I love that you leaned into that. What do we do with that trust when we get it? Are we going to continue to let them trust us? Or are we going to abuse it and then lose them? So it's really up to us as the business to understand, you know, what does our customer journey look like before, after? How do we keep them uh, in a way that makes sense? And, you know, letting people know that you know who they 
are is important because as customers, we want to be seen and we want to be heard. That's everyone's thing, right? I want to be seen. I want to be heard. I want to know that you know me, <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> Do you know my middle name? <laughs> I'm just joking. But, you know, you really want that feeling that the business is connected with you. So this was a great hot topic. I loved it. <laughs> you know, it is so funny. It is so funny that we had this topic this morning because literally just before the show, I did my usual thing of going into our Google Docs and looking for the document where we have our notes. And as I open my drive, the thing says, Google Drive is telling me, here's the document that you usually access at this time. And I was just like, wow. And that's what you were just talking about, that customization and understanding my behavior. So to recognize that between the hours of this to this, I usually access this document, which is what I usually do. Just before the show, I go in to see if anything else has changed, what is in there. And I was like, oh, look, you're right. I was like, oh, you're right here. Click. I was like, oh, I didn't have to look for you this morning. Because it says, you, you, I was blown away. And this is exactly what you're saying. That is, that is, it's, those, it's those little things that, that I guess enhances the experience and, you know, that makes makes the customer feel more comfortable. So I just, I guess I got to see it in, in actually live. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I I agree, Michelle. You 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 had a lot of really great uh, stuff there. Um, a lot of, a lot of really great tips, and it's been really fun. I have a, a sibling who she's uh, been building. She, she's a silversmith, and she has an Instagram channel where she does all of her silversmithing, making jewelry, all that fun stuff. And I've been helping her, just kind of like consulting and guiding her as she's been like building out this this uh, kind of hobby into a company and she actually finally incorporated actually this past month which has been very exciting for her but one of the things was is you know just really kind of taking her through like obviously like i you know she needs you know as far as you know like a marketing weapon she needs a slingshot right now and i'm a nuclear weapon so i'm not you know i'm not the right fit for her but uh you know but i've been able to guide her through these steps and it's been one of those things is is one of the things that I, I made her do basically almost a year ago, actually, because she's been doing this for a few years and she's just finally to the point where she's incorporating because she has enough sales now. Um, but, you know, where she's future, you know, she knows what she wants to offer her customers in the future. So she knows, for instance, you know, we bought the URL over a year ago. The URL has been redirecting to the Instagram uh, account. Now she's finishing building her website. So soon that redirect from the Instagram is going to go to her website. She's been collecting emails slowly as people have contacted her because she is going to eventually have an email campaign. And so it's understanding that, that these are the things that you want to offer people as you talk about personalization and, 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 and touch points. Just because you're not doing it today doesn't mean you can't plan for it tomorrow. And so if you want to have email personalization campaigns, collect the emails, collect people's phone numbers with the understanding of how you're going to utilize that. So have a good plan. It's like every time I'm on your show tomorrow, it's like, what is your end goal? So again, where do you want to be in the future? And how do you build to that? Because when you're finally ready for email personalization campaigns, you don't want to have all that ready and have zero emails for customers. You know, you want to actually have an, an email database basically or email list you've already built. So know where you're going and know what you want to eventually offer and build the proper foundation for that right now. And slow and steady is good. Hey man, uh, first, you know, Tamara, before you, you come, I just want to applaud that you have a sibling that is actually going to listen to you in a professional manner because, hey, you know how this goes. Just have all three. Doesn't work that way all the time. Hello, Jennifer, Andre, and Desiree. <laughs> Talking to you. Yeah. Well, I, I have other siblings that don't listen that have, <laughs> so, but this sibling, she actually worked for me in marketing uh, years ago. She was one of my link builders way back when. And so, you know, so she knows that her big brother knows what he's doing in that regard, you know, but, but, you know, she's very methodical. And so that's what I've loved is, you know, we, we've been building this, you know, she's, she's been building, like I've been giving her advice, but, you know, she's been building this now for a few years and it's finally to the point where, you know, she, you know, she had this past weekend, she had over $500 in sales, which is really exciting. And, you know, it, it's like really beginning to take off. Uh, and so, but it's been really fun kind of like really watching a micro business as far as what, you know, when, I, when I'm, you know, when I'm concerned in the sense, and just really watching that, like from complete inception now to, uh, now to now 
setup. But again, like, like she's really ready, you know, like to like when she starts doing emails, she already has a good email list. And so it's really exciting to see that. Well, guys, we love that. And for all of you, those that have siblings that listen to them, I'm a last child. My siblings are like, what, what do you say? Do you even exist? <laughs> so, <laughs> kudos to my nieces and nephews. <laughs> oh, all the shade. <laughs> So Dana is saying, agreed, Eric. Dana is here with us. Good morning, Dana. How are you? Uh, really, really great hot topic, Michelle. Uh, we love this conversation. Super excited about that. All right. So moving on now, you know, I used to get pay a little special tribute this morning. We're moving on to our Go Be Likes, Go on, be, Go Be on the Like section. And, you know, on Monday, I talked that we were supposed to have Dr. Joseph here. And I'm super excited that Eric was able to step in, uh, you know, Dr. Joseph and her family. I just want to really, you know, extend our condolences to them. Uh, such a great friend of the show, uh, such a great friend in general. Uh, so, you know, we know we are thinking about you and uh, Eric is here and he will he will do his best to <laughs> step in and, and help us out. So um, thank you. Thank you so much, Eric. All right. So we're moving on to our Go Be On The Like section and super excited about that because this is the section about how do we move beyond the likes and follows, right? These are where the strategies come in. Because a lot of times when people hear digital marketing, they're thinking about social media. When they hear digital, they're thinking about social media. So we want to get them to that place, go beyond the likes, go beyond the follows. And Eric today is going to talk a lot about what we love the most, new SEO trends, how AI will change search. <laughs> And it was so funny because when Andrew was talking, I was just like, that was AI that was happening there with Google, right? So it was just like, you know, perfect conversation to lean into and start talking about uh, AI. So Andrew, you open the door and Eric, we're going to give you the floor to jump in and let's go. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to have a, a conversation a little bit about this, you know, and so please feel free to jump in. Um I apologize. This was last minute, so I don't have everything fully kind of fleshed out. Um, you're, flesh, you're here. You're fleshed out. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing that's been really exciting. So I've been doing SEO for a very long time. It's so funny. Like I, I feel like such an old timer now when I when I talk to to people. Uh, my my, I, you know, I have direct reports and marketing teams. And uh, a little while ago, I I had this team. All these kids were, and they are kids now to me. Like we're recent graduates from UW. And they were in a kind of huddled about by their cubicles. And I'm like, oh, you know, what's going on? I'm like, oh, we're talking about something that, like, you know, the older generation really doesn't get. I was like, oh, I'm not older generation. So I, I was like, like, no, lay it on me. And they started talking. I was like, no, you're right. I'm, I'm dipping out of this, you know? And so I've reached that point in my life where I, I realized, okay, I've been doing this a while. Like, I've, you know, I, I, I first, my first SEO campaign uh, that I, where I really started actually really diving into SEO was 2005. And so we're talking that's 18 years ago now. And you know, I taught myself how to hand code with HTML. That's how I built my own website, you know, and, and that was back in the 90s. And so, you know, I've been in this a while. And, you know, for a while, I will say SEO got kind of boring. And, and tomorrow, I think, you know, you, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot where it's like, this is what SEO is, you know, like, like just you know, like experience first, you know, like, you know, eat yeah, all that fun, kind of fun stuff. But like, you know, back, oh man, because I made a name for it, for people who don't know, I made a name for myself in the SEO world back in 2007 when I beat out Walt Disney World on the term Disney tickets. And that's because when SEO is a bit more of the Wild West, you're able to do a lot of fun stuff. And I did some fun stuff and I beat out Disney on the term Disney tickets. And it was a lot of fun and it was crazy shenanigan times. And I, I, I you know, like I said, I kind of made my, a name for myself in search that at that moment in time. And uh, <laughs> it was really funny because the company I was working with was a, a third party reseller of Disney tickets. And Disney was like, oh crap, we have to like really watch this stuff now. And Disney redid all their contracts with third party ticket sellers to consider organic search terms after that. And so, uh, and, and now obviously a lot of people look at that now, but but again, like SEO is kind of flatlined in a lot of ways where, you know, Google doesn't want people gaming the system and completely understand that. And, and Google wants there to be, you know, this level of professionalism and competency and all that kind of stuff that kind of factors into kind of how SEO works now. But with the way in which search is going to change and what we're going to see search change uh, over the next few years, 
it feels like it's 2005 all over again for me where i'm like like there is a massive opportunity coming for first movers in the sense if your brand uh can adapt to this ai search and how search is fundamentally going to change then you have there's a large opportunity to kind of basically be number one again and it comes down to this consultative search that that when you look at like how search when you look at bard and i don't know how many people have used bing's uh bing's ai search that uses gpt but bard and gpt now it's gonna be more conversational where you go to ai and you basically speak to it or ask it questions and you say hey you know i really want a romantic restaurant to take my partner to tonight and you know they're gonna use all the data points they know on you they they know how long you've been married you know all the kind of like kind of creepy deep data stuff you know and and they're gonna instead of offering you 10 links they're going to say, I think you should go to fancy Italian place, you know, dot com, you know, or, or fancy Italian restaurant two miles from your house. And that's what I think, you know, that's where I think you'll enjoy and that you guys should order a bottle of wine on the menu and basically they'll be able to tell you kind of the experience that you, sh- that you should have, where they'll give you a list of maybe three choices uh, of experiences you should have. And then the AI will also place a phone call and make the reservation for you, too. And so when you look at that, you're like, okay, cool. It's making all these recommendations, but how is it making these recommendations? And that's what it comes down to is there needs to be a fundamental shift in the kind of content that, that we're delivering on our websites. And this is something tomorrow and I've been talking a lot about. This is, you know, I, I want to help Mon Yvonne have a, a really good product that, that they can offer their clients. And so it's, it's something I've been spending really uh, almost, almost, almost eight hours a day reading right now like the going into really and kind of going back into uh the 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 fun seo forms of the world and and talking with all my friends around the world as we kind of try to figure out like where and how do you shape again ai's perception of what is the most what is the best what is the fanciest what is most romantic i'm going to stay on this anniversary thing i love you know think about my, my partner so, so you know and, and and what are what are these things like like how how will ai interpret uh a, a an experience how will ai interpret quality how will ai interpret um value and so a lot of that comes down to um things that they, that maybe you maybe have dismissed a little bit which is again reviews so testimonials so it comes when we talked when I was on before we talked about eat uh, experience, authority, trust, um, and you kind of actually need that extra e now. So expertise, experience, authority, trust. So expertise, those are reviews. So again, what are people saying about your your product? So when you go on Google reviews, when you go on Yelp, when you go on TripAdvisor, how are people? What terms are people using? So this means that that maybe you start to guide or lead your guests into the kind of reviews that you want from them. So saying like, listen, if you think this is the most romantic dinner you've ever had, please leave us a review about how we help this dinner be romantic. If you right. thought that this was the perfect review for your anniversary, leave a review about how we helped your experience. So that kind of means you got to start personalizing your review requests in some ways. Exactly what you've been talking about, Michelle. It is. <laughs> so, right. So, and then, okay, so uh, so that's expertise. Experience, again, how is your website built? Is it, again, are you following like, like the best practices? Are bots and humans e- able to easily navigate it, find the information, all that fun stuff? Um, authority, again, do you have deep content on all of your products? So for instance, like if you are a fancy Italian restaurant, do you have really great descriptions on all of your wines and your wine offerings? Do you have really great FAQs on all of your pages about uh, if special occasions, about about you know the different different off- again, and don't just say special occasions about anniversaries, about weddings, about all that kind of fun stuff. Then then trust again. Um, how are you uh, how are you then packaging that up and, and along with with like your links as far as who's linking to you? So so when we think about trust, you got to think about like websites that. The search engines trust so like uh earned media you know can you 
can you maybe try to get your local newspaper or news station or someone else like some of the, the, these these websites that Google trusts a lot to do maybe stories on you and and again getting like so think of it almost like a classic like awareness campaign in that sense because what you want is you want to show this 360 thing of expertise experience authority trust so that when ai is looking to consult and and deliver up what they think the best the most the whatever it comes down to you have these four things that are serving this up on a platter with context and information that the AI can then recommend easily. Because if you don't have a comprehensive description of your wines, for instance, it won't know what wine to recommend for the event. And whoever does have a comprehensive wine list will be the wine that it suggests. Does that make is that making sense, everyone? Oh my gosh. It's like <laughs> so much sense. Dana's like, ooh, this is so good. <laughs> so, so. But so yeah, anyways, that, that's the big that's the big shift, and 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 it's and it's work is what it also comes down to. Yeah. Like, it sounds like also it's kind of like now we need to understand on the brand level what are our adjectives, right? Yes. So yes. Before I was really focused on what are my keywords, but now I'm like, okay, what are right. my keywords? But what are my adjectives, right? Is one hundred percent? Is one of original. That's, that's a really great way. I uh, thank you for simplifying that, Tamara. You know, I, you know me. I get so lost in like yeah, yeah the, right. the beautiful mind mapping. You know, <laughs> right. I'm like, what are our adjectives? And that's it. Really, the simplified. What are your adjectives, and what do you want people to say about the business? And I would look at that at the yeah. top level of the brand. But then, as you get into the wine listings, right? It's kind of like getting into here are the things that we offer that we know that you're going to like that connects Correct. back to what we talked about being romantic. What our adjective is, and yeah. here are these things and now giving that an opportunity to really flesh that content out but also giving it to them in a way where they are going to uh the person that's looking at it is like yes this is what i want to hear this uh, language is natural and i love what you talked about because this is something we talk about with our clients already getting the review that you want <clears throat> getting the review giving them because people don't like to do reviews right people yeah. actually people hate doing reviews when yeah. you say to someone like could you do a review for me and walk away they're like ah whatever right it's like they have to think what are the words like write an essay but yeah. now you get yourself in a situation where you can say as a business these are my questions that I need my reviews to answer. And right. you actually provide the user with the questions to answer. So as they're doing the review, whether it's a video review, whether right. it's a, they're using these questions to answer. So those reviews start feeling and giving that information that you need to. So, I mean, oh, this is, it is. genius. <laughs> it is. It is. Eric, I love when you're here. Because you do in the synergies of all of the things that we're talking about with with Lanyard and my clients. One of the things, uh, all of this advanced building and knowing who you are and what you want. One of the requirements that I have of them is not just asking for a review, but the prompting component of it is what are you seeking? What are you trying to move forward with your business? Prompt, prompting them so that they may prompt their clients to ask and answer the call and response to get what they need because the future clients that they're trying to acquire, their prospects are wanting those same things. So One why not assist them in leaning in by serving up to them, anticipating what they're asking for and giving it to them in advance and prompting them and pulling them through to the right place. So, you know, I'm picking up what you're putting down, man, because it is exactly what people want, but it requires us. There's a, there's homework for us. We have to know our business and know what we want from our clients so that we can do that prompting and make it easier moving forward in the long run to do your homework now to make life easier in the future. 100%. 100%. All I know is I have my homework to do. <laughs> I've been writing. I've been quiet because I've been writing. <laughs> because all I know is I have, I have, I have some homework to do. Yeah, because the one, and the thing yeah, is, is, is Andrea, if you get on this now, you know, like as AI search matures and Google pushes more and 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 Bing pushes you more and more into uh, the, the this consultative search, you know, you'll be you'll already be there. You won't be playing catch up. 
you know, and, and that's what I kind of want to offer businesses right now is get in front of this. And here's the thing is the great news about this is if you do this and let's say AI search never takes off, guess what? You've already improved your rankings right now. Yeah. It right. is. There's no work that's going to get done. That's not like, Oh, you know what? You did this for yeah. no reason. <laughs> yes. It's, it's not, it's not like building, your cafe in the metaverse, you know, where, where, what is it? 38 people are using Facebook's metaverse right now, you know? So it's not, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, don't be the dunk on anyone, but <laughs> you know, and so, but you know, but it's not like that, you know, like all of this will, will benefit you here and now. I think one of the, the, the what I love about what you're saying that will likely make a few that are listening uncomfortable and I'm, I'm loving that component of it too, is that it, it's requiring you to think your way through this and not, mm -hmm. it, we're not, you can't read somebody's mind in that respect. So that, that awkward silence is going to be there unless you're serving up, you're, right, you're right. doing the homework in advance but, and providing the through. But also be realistic with what your business delivers, you know, have a, hard conversation with yourself about your business you know like one of the things is ah man when tomorrow and i worked for a company at different times but same company um we consulted with independent hoteliers and one of the things that i always found challenging and even when we worked for the big hotel chain was the word cheap for instance people never want to rank for cheap hotels and in, in the at, at the big hotel company, it was against our brand guidelines to rank for the term cheap or use the word cheap. Um, but that's how people search. But mind you, if you run a small motel, it might be a cheap motel, you know, and 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 it's OK, you know, and, and but it's like also, you know, but if you're also running a small motel with exterior corridors, you're not going to rank for the best hotel or, you know, the best anniversary hotel, you know, like maybe you don't want to ring for crack hotel. I don't, you know, but like, <laughs> you know, but, 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 but also, but, but knowing your problem. I get like, you. Is, I get you. Know, know your lane. Know your yes. lane. It is. We, I had this conversation literally yesterday with one of my nieces um, as we were trying to waste time in, uh, for a high school graduation. And uh, she, she luxury versus not. And uh, I was like, can your pocketbook afford that? So, you know, you, you like that word, but you don't want what comes along with it. You know, so it's the, are you are you are you that person? Are you that person and, and is are those your brands? Are those your people? And can and know your know your lane. And I think because I I, I know that, you know, that's the, our, our tie between the three, the three of us in that space, those people still do exist. And they don't like the word cheap, but <laughs> but but there's tremendous but, traffic, and that's how a lot exactly, of people search. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and it, it speaks to you. And then on the opposite side, do you remember the days it was right at um, when COVID hit and a couple of other things where pricing was, was um, a thing? You could not say luxury. Those yeah. brands that identify with being a luxury, it was a difficult thing for them to put in, in, in a, an economic environment where that people's, you know, were, were on the street mm -hmm. and it was a, a grave area. So we had to find other words to accommodate that in, in the search and to accommodate those that were like, I'm still good with luxury. I'm yeah. still good with it. But don't, don't tell anybody I'm still good with it though. That, that was literally what was happening and we had to find a way to accommodate it. But if you don't know your business and you don't know what makes the people in your target audience tick understand that, then you're going to miss it every time. You're striking out every every time because you're not paying attention to what the data is saying and, and the movement of your people and what's uh, making them lean in or making them say, oh, don't do that to me or like, no. So yeah. you have to be not just familiar with you, but you have to be intimately involved in, in what makes your people tick. And yeah. it, it's imperative because you can't find the right adjectives if you don't know what you want, what you need, where you're going, where your clients need to be in that respect as well.
I, I agree with what I'm saying. I feel, I feel like I'm listening to all of this and, and what is coming to mind is almost like false advertising from the perspective of you don't want to rank for that particular word, but in reality, that's how you're perceived. And if you if they come to you and it really is cheap, they will be like, but you're, you're false advertising because you, you, you want to ship, show yourself as a more luxurious place or you know a high-end motel or high-end hotel. But then many people arrive, they're like, but this is actually a cheap hotel. This is not what I searched for, right? So Check the advisor. <laughs> Check the advisor, yeah. And you can't yeah, and Andrea, but what you're also talking about is they 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 didn't feel, they had a visceral feel, you know, you know, reaction. It was an emotion that they attached to it, but it wasn't the reality of what the statistics were saying. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna jump in here and talk a little yeah. bit about media and how social media has really put us in this place where we a lot of people lie right because I mean everybody's always happy on so I've never I saw actually one girl cry on social media <laughs> just so weird but whatever <laughs> she did it in a reel um someone said it was a good idea show your emotions sure but I think in social media we learn to lie a lot right because we only put the good thing out front we learn to our when you talk to people about their brands and the illusion of their brands right there's really a lot going on there what they think what they feel, their emotional connection to the brand. Um, so I think it's really taking that step back to sit to understand what does my brand do and what does it do really well and where do we do these things and, and really be in alignment with that, listening to your customer as well too. That's what's going to happen. This is a, it sounds like it's a customer first exercise. How do they perceive me and how do I incorporate that back into the brand, right? Uh, and then the other thing is that what I love about this is that because AI is pulling all the stuff on the internet, right? It's not yet thinking for itself. I guess once we show it some behaviors, it starts to adapt to our thinking, right? We use Jasper right now. And Michael was telling me the other day that Jasper sounds like me. <laughs> so whenever they put stuff in, they're like, you know, the word daunting is in like everything. <laughs> I'm like, you know that they're like, Michael was like, he's like, what? He said one day they put something in and then I said it on the show the next day and they were like, the AI is now tomorrow. <laughs> so AI is learning from us. So what we're saying, what Eric is saying is take this information, understand who your brand truly is, understand the truth about your brand, understand how your customers perceive you, and then take that information and put it out there and let AI then serve it up. Because if there's nothing else to serve up, there's the opportunity presented, it'll serve your stuff up first, because no one else is not no one else, but the rest of the world isn't quite doing this yet, right? The, the early adopters are, you know, as marketers, we like to think about early adopters, the SEO folks are doing it. So as early adopters, how do we get in front of this? And it's really a shift to what we've been talking about on this show, customer focus first. What do they think? What are they saying? What are their reviews? How does that connect with how your brand is positioned? And that's where the, the conversation really starts to happen, where you get to the truth of who you are. If your hotel is a cheap hotel, <laughs> it's a cheap hotel. It's okay because the goal is to drive revenue because it could be a cheap, nice hotel, right? <laughs> Doesn't need to be a cheap, crappy hotel. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. And, and you know, exactly what you're saying there. I had that experience because on social media, somebody advertised their place for rent. We went in and they, they used the words villa. They used the words that it was a luxurious villa. And when we got there, it was trash, right? We would, it was, I shouldn't say trash. It was just very basic. And I said, but this is not what I was, you know, this is not what I expected, right? The pool was one of those rubber, um, um, above ground um, rubber pools. And I was like, what is this? Is this a kid's party? Like, and, and then it wasn't functional. And, you know, when we took it up with the owner, they got upset with us. And I understand that in the background in an Airbnb, tried to, um, I think you could rate a customer. You could, they, they, don't, they rated us poorly, saying that we didn't clean up the place afterwards. And I was like, well, it was, wasn't exactly all the best when we got it. Wouldn't you want us to do paint it over? Like, I just don't understand. But, you know, the words, I mean, we felt, we felt um, cheated because that is not the experience that we were looking for. That particular weekend, we were looking for a luxurious, um, chill, nice villa, great view. 
And what I got was just a very basic, cheap um, place to stay, which was not necessarily bad, but it wasn't what I was looking for. Now, if you had told me, hey, this is a rust, you know what it was? You know what these words that we said they should have used? Rustic. Because, you know, it didn't have all the amenities. It didn't, so at least I would have known, okay, we're in for a little roughness because, you know, it's rustic. You know, it is, it might not have AC. Okay, great. I would know what I'm stepping into. But the, when you say luxurious villa, you know, we experience, you know, that's not what we got. And it's so that's why I said, you know, it, it's false advertising. It's a sense of how do you, and, and, and in the person's mind, they, they, they think their, their villa is the best right in the area so yeah and, and social media and, and it's social media once again because if you look at the pictures it was one, one of those things where you know you take the pictures in just the right light in just the right light so that you don't see the imperfections yeah it was that yeah and i andrea and you're correct like if if they had advertised it correctly and they had properly set expectations and they were using language uh correctly like you would have probably enjoyed your stay i'm sure a lot of people would enjoy their stay and they probably would see an increase in bookings uh, but you're right if you, if you, again this comes down to just have that really hard conversation too of like what exactly is my product you know is my product actually the best what do a classic swat a strength weakness opportunities and threat analysis on your products and your brand as as part of this like, like use this new shift into ai search to just really take a step back 30,000 feet at your brand, your customers, your products, and be like, okay, where, where are the opportunities? Where are the threats? You know, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Like really hard look at it and be like, okay, well, let's turn those weaknesses into strengths. You know, like, again, like, like above ground pool, it's rustic. Okay. Let's turn that weakness into a strength. You know, I think, and, and, and if you are looking at that and then you serve up and you create the content to support that, AI consultative search will deliver that then. Right. And, and what I like about what you both are saying, it goes back to some of the core foundational things that we spoke about, about your target audience and their buying persona and the client journey. And what do you need to say to them to trigger them to buy, to self-qualify uh, for the client testing? All of that, if, if done appropriately, the words that we, we serve up are going to allow us to reach the right audience that we're seeking in the most efficient manner and to get to that end goal that we, we've been speaking about. Like when, when this is all said and done, what do we want that action to next be? And if we don't serve up the appropriate terms and words and anticipate it now with this AI that's going through, <laughs> they're going to start throwing all kinds of people at your business. That's not your people. They're not your target audience. So it's imperative that we lean in and say, yeah, take the, take the time, do the homework. As Eric said, he's putting eight hours a day in trying to learn this AI so that we can, so that he can understand how to best serve, you know, his business and his community. And it requires a little schooling on, on our side that we have to embrace because otherwise that scale up can't scale. We can't, we can't get to that place. Well, I think a really great thing to do, a really great test is go to chat GBT and ask people what, ask the AI what it thinks about your business right now. And it, I will, I, I put in numerous friends' websites in it and it is shocking. <laughs> um, sometimes the lack of information or the complete mischaracterization of the business. Um, um that AI's perception is. And, so I just and, think calling your business your baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know when people call their business their baby, but I'm yes. like, where to call your baby ugly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, but, but it's like, like that's what AI thinks about right now. You know? We're all going to do this exercise. We're not going to yes. do it right now, but we're all going to do this exercise and we're going to talk about it. Put in your go into chat GPT and find out what it thinks about your business right now. Dana, I know you're going to do this. We're oh. all gonna do this. And, and, and it's, it's a warts and all kind of experience. I have a friend who runs a large, large content website uh, that's focused on horror news. And, uh, I, there is a caching issue with website. I've been begging him to kind of resolve uh, for a number of years, actually. And ChatGPT doesn't know what his website is. And this is, and it's due to this caching error that I've been begging to have resolved, you know? And 
like and this is a, a major website that you know a lot of studios rely on and stuff like that and you know when you ask about this website it, it doesn't know anything about it because it was not cached and so it's one of those things of like, like oh wow like that's again a fundamental experience in the eat issue and and because the bots were not able to properly uh crawl it and cache it Wow. Tamara, can we, you know, I know we'll see each other later. Can we, this be a group project over alcohol? <laughs> so, so when, what, tell us exactly, you're going into chat GPT and you're like drinking her tea like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going into, exactly, Dana, I was just about to ask the question. Can you give us the prompt for the whole <laughs> chat GPT? Yeah, uh, I just go into ChatGPT, and uh, it's fun to use three point five and four. I use I use both. Three point five uh, is I I I say three ChatGPT three point five is like a really eager intern, and <laughs> ChatGPT four is like you know a junior employee with with about three years of experience. You know, is how I, I look at them as far as marketing goes. But I go into three and four, and I ask them I ask them because they're different AIs. That's what people need to know. They're, they are different AIs. Um, so 3.5 and 4 use the same prompt, but uh, I would say, please tell me about uh, website.com. You know, and start there. And they'll either come back with a really great synopsis of your business, your services, your the history of your business, how long you've been in business, or they'll come back with some insane, hilarious nonsense. <laughs> And and so try That's it out. Point though for this exercise, right? That's really the starting point because just like when we would start off Googling ourselves, right? Remember when we used to tell people Google yeah. yourself, where do you want to be? And I remember that conversation of Googling myself and then getting to a point where I'm like, okay, cool. Now when I Google myself, I know what shows up, Monoband Digital, the articles I've done. So I have mm -hmm. really crafted, you know, using PR, yeah. using to get to the right search. So now we're saying for AI, go in and do the same thing. And right. The result that you get is actually not a whatever it is, right? It's like almost understanding your baseline for this Correct. new thing that is AI. So don't Correct. feel emotional about it. Right. <laughs> and and understand that, that for 3.5, the data set is set. So it has the entire internet up until 2021. So it is what it is in 3.5. But 4 now has access to the internet and you can begin to shape it. Right. Right. And I, I, as I went, I, this, I have a similar exercise with my clients with Lanyap. Not that, but something that requires them to, to pull back and to, to put the emotion on pause. And I say, it, this is a tool. It is not a weapon. And yep. uh, understand that this is here to, to, it's a tool to help us to grow. And it's not a weapon to take you down, you know, exactly. to take you out. Exactly. And, and, and going with that mental approach, because if you're there with that emotion, oof. Yeah, again, it's just words and all. Just, just objective. Look at it, look at it objectively, not subjectively. It, it can only change once you start. You know. I, I, I love. I love that. It's not. A, it's a tool, not a weapon. It's not Terminator, people. It's not Terminator. <laughs> So right. Dana's been with us the whole time. Dana's like, you know what? Can you give me the prompt for the homework? And she is going to do the homework. <laughs> <laughs> and could you imagine we're now at we're, we're at eight o'clock eric so right. you gotta tell us um what any other points because i mean i feel like the prompt to go into chat gpt and put in is genius enough <laughs> anything else that as we're looking because what you're and, and guys i want to bring this to you this is brand spanking new right this is not happening right now there's no agency that you're going to go to and they're going to tell you about this eric is at the forefront of seo in the trenches with all the seo people around the world figuring it out so you're welcome. <laughs> this is what we do here at your business in digital. Okay. We we go back to the people who are learning, who are figuring it out, who are coming back to say this is how it works, and you are getting this here first. So this is not a strategy that you're gonna get anywhere. But Eric, anything else that you would say to a small business owner who's looking to scale a uh, you know, a CMO, a CFO mm -hmm. looking to 
understand how these things work. Um, aside from that prompt, because that was huge, what else would you tell them that they need to focus on to really understand more about AI? Because I think people are so confused and so scared by AI, right? And I get it, but we also see the, the, the impact and where it can take our businesses. So if I were, if I were a CMO position in that sense, I would, I'd be like, first of all, I would, I would basically do an, a, an AI search SWAT, just like what I, what I said before, like use Bard, use Bing AI search, begin asking it for the core things about your business. Um, and just really dive into that and then under build a SWAT from that, you know, strength, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. Um, and then from there, it's really understanding that, that you need, everyone needs to go back to a, it's basically creating a brand new content strategy. And, and it's kind of getting back to that fundamentals, all that stuff Michelle talked about, again, focusing on EEAT expertise, experience, authority, trust as part of that SWAT. And so again, how does the your EEAT strategy and your content strategy marry up to where your business needs to be? So um, it's getting back to some fundamentals, which is really exciting. Again, I, to me, like this is this is I'm a kid in a candy store again. It feels like 2005. I feel completely reinvigorated with SEO, you know. And I just I I want to all I want to do is, is help some businesses dominate with some first mover advantage, you know, because that's I think back to again beating Disney on the term Disney tickets and how much fun and how much chaos that was. <laughs> like... First mover advantage right here at your business and digital. Eric. We're going to cheer for you too. Because <laughs> this, and then just to let people know, this is what we drop in here. <laughs> Yes. This is what happens at this show at your business in digital. But Eric. I will I will tease everyone that I am, you know, creating a product for Money Van, you know, that will leverage this. And so yeah. I stay tuned. You know, I promised tomorrow by the end of May it didn't happen because this is a moving target that I'm trying to hit right now. And so as tomorrow kind of sees it, it's beginning to get fleshed out, you know, but like I'm I haven't been this excited about search again since probably probably 2007 to 2010 like that that was a, a fun time in search you know so listen eric we are waiting for you we will wait we will continue to wait as you look at the top. <laughs> i understand the nature of the beast i understand the genius that is happening right now so i even told my team i was just like pull it together give them to edit <laughs> we'll figure yeah. it out yeah. and we'll get it because i understand the product that you're going to produce it's something that no one else is going to have and then we're going mm -hmm. to get our customers in a whole different way um and so we will patiently wait for that because we're still ahead of the game yes. <laughs> ahead of the game eric thank you for showing up thank you for jumping in at the last minute i know this conversation was so amazing michelle andrew what are your thoughts <laughs> it is i mean Eric, I told you, I was so happy when I saw your name come across. And every time I, I, I'm going to have to go back and listen immediately because this is this is one of those shows where. On the money, man, on the money. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate that. Absolutely. I have my notes I've been writing, you know, the homework that I have to do. But, you know, what is the takeaway for me um, is, is a takeaway that I want all CFOs take away i think the question is go back to your marketing team and ask the question of what where is seo in your strategy i'd love for cfos to do that today and watch marketing people face just drop you know go back and say you know i seo is an, an ai well what are we doing about seo in our strategy can you tell me and see how significant or insignificant it is in your marketing strategy. I think that that's the homework I will leave for CFOs to do. CFOs, Joe got your homework. <laughs> well, this was an awesome, awesome show. Um, <laughs> Dana said, she said, I just did it. She's screaming. <laughs> Fantastic. <Dana. laughs> 
We love that. We love, love, love that. Guys, we could be here forever. Eric, thank you again so, so much uh, for jumping in. This was really a great show. I think we all learned so much and we're all excited to actually walk away from here and go to our computers and <laughs> Google our and AI. I was about to say Google, but I was about to say AI our businesses, right? Because that's what we want to do for sure. So, all right. So guys, you know what we want you to do, right? We want you to connect with us. We want you to connect with us on YouTube. We want you to connect with us on LinkedIn. If you're on LinkedIn, feel free to connect with us on Spotify, Apple, or uh, actually we're on Google as well too. So definitely connect with us if you're listening to podcasts. Also, what we want you to do is we want you to take the quiz, test the effectiveness of your online presence, right? You know, today we gave you another prompt to go in and check out your business in AI, go to ChatGPT, put that business in there, see what it's saying. But this quiz helps to give you that baseline information that you need for your digital marketing. And then that chat GPT gives you the leg up to let you know how the internet, how they're seeing you online. So take the Take this quiz, understand where you rank, understand if you have a weak online presence, a strong online presence, a medium online presence. It's really important to understand the baseline numbers. That's really the only way you can really grow or scale your business. Uh, so take the quiz, take the quiz, take the quiz. I always have to say it three times. <laughs> I feel like, isn't that like Dorothy or somebody who does things three times? <laughs> it's Beetlejuice, gotcha. <laughs> Andre is saying great show. Andre, thank you for joining us. Guys, mm -hmm. have an amazing, amazing Wednesday. We will see you back here on Monday. Next week, we are moving to our season finale. So we're excited uh -oh. about that. It's been season two. It's been an awesome season two. We've had some amazing guests. Uh, we have a great guest at the end. Uh, but yeah, next week, we're moving into our season finale. So we are looking forward to that. Summertime is here. We're going to take a little bit of a break, but we will be back and we'll be doing some things in between as well. So uh, definitely listen for that season finale show. Guys, have an amazing day. We will catch up with you. Take it easy. Bye.